going on everybody this is drew here i'm gonna welcome you all to a brand new episode of phoenix down this is phoenix down 102.3 and we are continuing our playthrough of lost odyssey today i have with me matt hello and so yeah the last thing we left off on was we were just entering the sorceress's the old sorceress's mansion i think is what it's called or the old sorceress's house yep old sorceress's mansion okay that's what uh, this is yeah um but uh yeah uh i started this dungeon and said i want to do some grinding especially now that i have a new party member and so i spent probably an hour grinding here um, yeah me too which wasn't overly difficult um there were some times because I I had Kime, he had a ring on that would do water damage, and there are enemies here who are immune to magic, and I was like, so he's doing magic damage to somebody even though he's swinging a sword, and so it made Kime kind of useless against these guys. Yeah, and so I had to figure that out real quick what the, what I was gonna do there so. But, uh, yeah. I am definitely also into the swing of... I'm grinding in every dungeon now. Both for the SP, but also... I I was dreading that point when I would stop getting XP for the battles. But now I'm like, alright, that's just a demarcation line where now I can sub in Ming. Or Sarah. I, haven't, I still haven't decided which one I'm going to use. As my my backup if I lose somebody. I, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like it's busy work to me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really, yeah. I really don't want to be that way, but I'm just like, because uh, I get, you know, level 27. I think that was where the cutoff was for this dungeon. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was 27. And and you stop earning, you only earn like one XP, but like it, it was just the fact that you know I had I had I got everybody to twenty seven. Now I've got to sub in two people to to put in. You know I, I was like uh, this is annoying, and then go around and do it again, and that took like an hour and a half. But I got everybody to twenty seven. 
to be honest with you, I'm to a point now where I just want to know which characters they're going to force me to use so that yeah. way I know which one's just to level up. I haven't looked it up, but I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, I could just level both of these characters up, Ming and Sarah, or I could just pick the one that's actually going to be useful to me whenever this moment comes and just forget about the other one. But, you know, they may pull like a Dragon Age Origins and make you have to use everybody. You know? Yeah. They split up and now you play as these three guys and then you play as these two guys. You know, you never know. Because, it, you know, had somebody told me that Aerith dies, I wouldn't have spent <laughs> a lot of that time grinding. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it, it's... <laughs> Spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, if anybody's well, never... Oh, my God. It's, it's, a, it's a very old game. And... I know that they did a remake. It just came but... out last year. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, was but... there an old version? <laughs> yeah. That's probably black and white. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's in black and white. You had to read everything. They didn't have any voice acting. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just It just irks me a little bit just to have to do that. You know, and and it, and I get it. They're they're trying to do an old school RPG. I mean, this at this time when this game released, it was th- that was still part of it. That was you know, just a couple of years after Persona three and four, I think, or maybe it it might have been during that time. And both those were kind of the same way. So that was just kind of how the games were back then. Um, but I have fully embraced the modern day RPG that just says, yeah, everybody gets experience. It's just, it just works out that way. Yeah. Cause you know, another RPG that I just mentioned, Dragon Age. That's, that's a fun one. I could just use the same three people in my party. And then, you know, I haven't used Sten for this entire game, but at the end there, he has multiple level ups, you know, and I'm just like, great. Yeah. <laughs> Bioware gets it. But anyway, yeah. So we're going through this this mansion, which is obviously haunted because we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing ghosts running around. Um, and this is where I stopped originally when I played this game for the first time. I I got stuck here and said I I'm done. I I, I will come back to this at a later date. And that later date was 2021, apparently. Much later date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, we are running around this area. There is a courtyard-looking area that has these four plates. Uh, three of them are missing. Yeah, which is funny because I never want – you mean out, out the back, basically? Yeah. I never went out there until – Way later. I had, I had already done all my grinding. I was already kind of working my way through all of the doors. Like every time you open a door on the left side, you get a battle out of it. Then you have to go through through the mirrors. And, you know, I, I was still working my way through all of that before I ever went outside. So I think I already had one or two of the plates before I found out where you actually put them. I'm like, all right, now this feels more like Resident Evil. So fun fact. Um when you go to that room on the left, 
and you see the girl go through the mirror, you're like, well, how can we go through the mirror? And so I was like, okay, where do I go? I didn't use a fact here. Um, so I went all the way down the hallway, nothing there. During this yep. time, I'm getting into multiple fights, which I don't need to get into because I've already grinded. Um, and That's I what kills me about random battles. Yeah. Let me choose when I want to fight. So me being the idiot that I am, I decided to go to the doors that are in that hallway. I open the first yep. door. I get attacked. I was like, okay, well, I, don't, I, I guess that's just there. So I go to the last door. Get attacked again. And said, well, that's all that this is going to do. So I start running around again. Not knowing that the second door was the one that I needed to open all along. So I finally went back and opened the second door. And, oh, look, an item comes out. An item that now activates the mirror that we can then run through. So at this point, I'm 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 already steamed. I'm just like, really? So we go through the mirror. Well, this mirror is not just a reflection. It is also a... Did we time travel? I think we did, right? I, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there could have been some alternative explanation. Like it's some alternate universe where... Things haven't aged, but I think the the simpler explanation in my mind was just time travel. So I, the reason why I ask if we time travel is because we actually alter something in the past and it changes when we yep. go back through. Yep, the location of that statue. Yeah, which makes me think we time traveled. Yep, because that was my first thought. I'm like, yes, there is time travel in this game. It's happening. So I don't know. Um, maybe that will be explained later on, or maybe it was just some trickery that the old sorceress was doing to us. But, uh, yeah, so we go through the mirror and we're actually seeing, uh, some flashback memories of Kaim with Sarah as they lived in this mansion. Um, and the whole time we're trying to collect these plates. That we would use to open up the the thing in the courtyard is the only thing. I, it's like, it's in a hedge maze. Maze. Yeah. Uh, none of this was particularly difficult. I didn't know what I was doing when I was moving this clock around. Yeah, I just kind of did it until the doors unlocked. Yeah. I just selected everything, and after I selected everything, the door's unlocked. I was like, okay. I was like, was this a puzzle? So, uh, but after that, I mean, we have to go back through the mirror, but then everything's on the reverse side. And that's when I realized I'm on the opposite side of the wing, or on the the other wing of the mansion. Came back out into the main lobby. I was like, oh, I know where I'm at. And then I collected the final plate, which was in that chest that was blocked originally by a crushed statue. And then we open up the, uh, I guess, the basement area underground. Yep. 
And there's another little puzzle where we have to uh, pay attention to the symbols that are on the floor, the ones that are glowing, and then use that to correspond to which doorway to go through, which is a mirror, basically. I still don't think I actually figured out this puzzle. I just kept going through doors until it yep. worked. I was going to say the same thing. I, I'm sure this was a puzzle, but I never figured it out. I just brute forced it. Yeah. I just kept going through different doors until it worked. Yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially the best way to do it. I mean, it's not like there were so many. And there wasn't really a penalty. Like, if you once you got one, I don't think there was a penalty for messing up the next one like you didn't start over it didn't randomly rearrange them no it just which would have been you know then you would have had to actually figure it out yeah it was just kind of said no this isn't right and i walked back and i was like oh okay well that was easy enough then so but uh yeah so we're, we're basically unlocking the chamber that houses the old sorceress so we, uh, after we unlock the chamber, we go in, and the old sorceress is there. She looks like an old woman wearing a hood, and she is screaming almost as if she's in pain. And so we get into a boss fight because she is summoning these ghosts or entities that are constantly damaging her. Yeah, they call them bodies of thought. Yeah. So she is attacking herself, and we need to stop that from happening. Which, of course, Jensen is like, we'll just let her kill herself. Who cares? No, we can't do that. (laughs) We have to have her to get through the black cave because she put a a spell on it. She put a seal we can't get through. Like, okay, well, we have to save her then. So the boss fight is... We have to destroy these f- floating orbs that are different elements. Yep. And occasionally she will change the element uh, when she screams. But nothing actually attacks us during this fight. Yeah, which is, makes it, you know, I, I guess that's an interesting change up to the battle. Right? Sure. You, it's still a life bar hers instead of ours it's being drained you're still trying to kill them before it kills her so yeah i i was like oh this is this it doesn't amount to any functional difference but it you know it's a slight change yeah Which... i didn't use any like i didn't try to figure out to, again i kind of bypassed the strategy here i didn't really do any trying to match or use the opposite of the elements of each individual orb. I basically just said physical attacks and shadow attacks. Yep. That's exactly what I did. Um, this wasn't very difficult. No. Although she didn't have a lot of life left when I was done. I think she could have only taken like two more hits. Yeah. I think it was, I think it's kind of set up that way. Uh, Okay. I, 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 I guess I'm sure she could probably die, but there were a couple of hits that did harder damage than than others. Um, but after we stopped that from happening, uh, she kind of breaks out of her, her own personal curse that she put on herself. And uh, she reveals who she actually is. And it's actually the immortal Sarah. 
Kaim's wife. And uh, she doesn't remember everything. She tells Kaim that I know you, but I don't know how I know you, but I know that I love you. And Kaim is like, yeah, seems like Gongora has put some sort of spell on all of us to make us forget who we are and what we have done. But uh, yeah, I I didn't quite realize this next part, but it's kind of cool that because I, I know Cook and Mac like sang a song. Yes, but uh, apparently that was the lullaby that that Lyrum sang to them, and they assumed that Sarah had sang to Lyrum. Yeah, and that's what like broke her out of the spell. That's right. That's right. I kind of a cool that. like whole fam- familial tie back there. Yeah. Got to bring her back. But she is uh, now joining our party. And we're like, hey, could you, um, you know, lift the seal that's on the black cave? She's like, oh, sure. (laughs) And so uh, that's where we go next. We travel to the black cave. And um, now that I have another party member I want to grind that again I, that I can't use <laughs> yeah I want to grind and once again another party member who is a mage yeah lots of mages tons of mages as it stands right now that's all I have except for Kaim and Seth I've fully moved Mac into brawler status how uh, he doesn't do enough damage for me. See, he does when you... Because I exclusively use his skills. The double hit and the power hit. Yeah. So I've got him doing over 200 easily. Okay. Between between the two hits, sometimes up to 300. Sure. Uh, it's not as much as some of the others, but... Uh, you know, the, the fact that it's... I like the double hit because sometimes they'll dodge one but still take the second one or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I have cascaded some of his skills, so I've got Kaim has power hit and Seth has the combo. So if I've got, like, all three of them doing their power versions of their physical attacks, it it can certainly add up. I mean, I could do a, a thousand damage between the three of them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it has its uses. I like the fact that he can do that, and then if I, you know, if there's a whole group of enemies, then he he can default back to his, you know, his spirit magic. That's right. Hmm. Maybe I need to start doing that. I don't think I've used anybody's skills. Yeah, I I use the skills quite a lot, actually. I use, because a lot of times I find that Cook, I don't actually have anything for her to do. Because I'll almost always start out with her and do the all shield as my as her first action in every battle. Despite the fact that it's kind of expensive magic-wise. Because I'm I'm actually finding in this game, I run out of my mana a lot. Yes. My MP. Yes. So sometimes, especially with Cook, because I'm like, well, I know she's my best healer, 
after I've casted all shield, if nobody's petrified or nobody's poisoned, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't actually have anything for her to do until enough people have taken hits that I'll start Zephyring every turn. So I'll just have her use her skill of prayer because you can heal one character without spending any MP. That's true. And so that that I do quite a lot now just because it's free. And then I've got all, all my, my, my brawlers. So again, Kaim, Seth, and, and Mac are all using skills to up their physical damage. So what is your party consisting of currently, like your, your go-to party? Uh, the first five. So essentially I've got Kaim, Seth, and Mac in the front row, and then Cook and Jansen in the back row. Gotcha. I don't know which other one to sub in, because the fact that Ming and Sarah are both mages, I, I mean, I guess I like Ming's ability to use the combo magic. Can any other character learn the composite magic, or no? I think so. But no, sorry, it's not learning it. There, I've got a ring that allows you to do composite magic. That's what it is. I didn't actually learn it from her. Right. She's an immortal. But you can learn it off the ring and then cascade it that way. True. Maybe I need to learn that with some characters. But my problem is I, you can only teach the immortals from the rings, right? And so I'm not going to have Kaim or Seth using composite magic when they're my primary physical attack. That's true. So it's almost like I could do it, but I, in reality, I probably never would use it. Right. Hmm. But it's nice to have. Like I, I'm. St I still like going through and, and and cascading the skills to everybody, just so I've got it in my tree. If for some reason I need to use it, I want every character to have already learned it. Yeah. And then I could sub it into my my spell slots. Uh, of which I have yet to use any of my skill slots. Oh really? I f I, I'm afraid to. Why is that? Because I'm afraid that I'm going to use them on characters that I'm afraid I'm not going to get because they're so limited. It's yeah. it's it's like playing. It's like playing a game where I'm hoarding all my magic or my my health potions for like a big boss, and then I end the game with fifty million health <laughs> potions because I never used any. Yep. That's that's what it feels like to me. And then you you save all these health potions for the final boss and the final boss just has a one hit kill. <laughs> so it's just useless. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I know I need to start using them. I just haven't. Yeah. Uh and, and after the black cave, I did get that item that uh Chad had mentioned to get and I'm now currently having people learn that. Hopefully you got that item too, Matt. Uh, I don't think so. Uh-oh. You may have missed out on it then. So it was some kind of... I can't remember what it's called. It was like a bracelet or something. It's, it's, a, it's an equipable item that you learn a, a ability off of. But it... If you, if you learn that ability, it automatically gives that character three skill slots. Uh, yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
um, I'll, I'll mention it whenever we get to it. But first, let's talk about the Black Cave because Black Cave is a really fun dungeon, and by that I mean not fun at all. <laughs> because as I said, when I got there, it's time to grind. I have a new character, so I start running into enemies. There is an enemy in the Black Cave that will petrify in two turns yep. your entire party. And if your party gets petrified, it is game over. This happened to me at least seven or eight times. Well, a game over did? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. The worst I had was I ended two battles with two characters each petrified. No. That that I thought was annoying because I'm like, well, oh, now everybody's going to be off sync for their XP. Which I guess isn't the case anyway because as soon as you max out, everybody catches up. Yes. So I, I felt less bad about that. I would have been I would fine feel much more bad if I, had, if I had had game over screens. Whew. And game over screens in the Black Cave means you go back to the last time you saved the game. So I would beat... I would win a battle, go back and save. Win a battle, go back and save. <laughs> Jeez. And, yeah. And then it finally got to a point where I was like, if this happens again, I'm quitting the game. And I rage quit, and then I texted you saying I just rage quit this game. Yep. And um, I was like, yeah, I've, I've been petrified. I've, I've made it through that dungeon. Yeah. Ugh. And when I came back after rage quitting the next day, I then went back to town and bought a whole bunch of stuff that cures Petrify. Yep. And that's what I did. I just kind of suffered through until Cook learned it. I, I don't know if it's level 4 or level 5 white magic, but you get cure Petrify. Ah. And cure poison and, and a few other things as well. Right. Um, when we start running into enemies that do just random status effects. Yep. Like I ran into, Seal. yeah, I ran into enemies who were just hitting me with a physical attack, and now I'm paralyzed for some reason, or now yep. I'm poisoned, or now I'm both, and I'm like, what? So yeah, keeps Cook busy. Yeah, depetrifying and depoisoning everybody. But uh, yeah, um, going through this. The one thing I haven't seen, sorry, even in, even in like level five white magic, I haven't found the resurrect as as an ability yeah that would be useful because the number of times I have one person down and uh, again I guess maybe it's less impactful because if I'm gonna max out levels in every dungeon nobody's gonna be left behind even if they get zero XP for a battle but you know I still still feel weird about leaving somebody dead at the end of a battle yeah it still sucks yeah but uh oh man like this, this dungeon just pissed me off. Like even, even just like just doing the grinding stuff, and then I still didn't get everybody even. Like there's, there's characters. I, I still got uh, uh, Sarah and somebody else. I think it's Cook, who mm. are still level twenty six, while everybody else is like level twenty eight. Yep, I've got Ming and Sarah are perpetually under leveled for me. I, I have not even tried to get them up to par. Part of that, in my defense, is like. If I know that I'm going to lose somebody, the way that you level up when you're under-leveled is so fast 
that I kind of just felt like it wouldn't be as detrimental in this game to be behind. Yeah, that, that that was kind of my rationale whenever I was going through the Black Cave. I got to the point where I was like, that's enough levels. I don't care. There are easier places to level up yep. in this game than the Black Cave. Yeah, I guess the, the, the problem there is if I just get to a new area and you literally need five competent characters, it might be pretty tough with only four characters. And yes. Plus it dangling appendage of Ming that can barely do any damage. So, I don't know. In the right circumstance, I don't think you'd be all that hindered by losing a top-level character, but I just feel like if it comes at the wrong time, it could be tough. Because I've had a couple of times, I think right when I got into the Sorceress's Mansion, those first battles were kind of tough for me. Yeah. Until, until I was able to you know, get everybody up a few levels and figure out my strategy and actually work through it. And that's happened one or two other times where getting into an area, I'm like, oh, I, I barely survived that fight. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something that that happens a lot in this game. Yep. When you go to a yeah, new you go area. through peaks and troughs. Yeah, you you feel way under leveled, and then you know an hour later, I feel way over leveled for the for the area. But yeah, so the other annoying thing about the Black Cave is that once you start going through it, uh, there's two sections of it. Um, the second section is going up to the top part. So the bottom part of the cave has this, um, let's say it's a lake, a very shallow lake of green water that does damage to you if you stand in it too long. Yeah. Um, this bog of some sort. Yeah. And then above it is a series of caves that have... Magical holes is the only way I can say. Because if you walk up to it, it looks like a normal, um, you know, floor. But if you continue to walk up to it, it actually materializes as a hole. And if you fall through it, you drop back down into the, the acid lake. Yeah, I did that a bunch of times, and after about the third time, I'm like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. I, I must be tired. I I, ha I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking, and I fell in a hole. That's I, I'm an idiot. So then, I, like, I stood up and I had my face like ten inches from the TV, walking super slowly, not seeing a hole, and then still falling in a hole. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I, I I guess it wasn't just me missing the hole and falling, stepping into it. Uh. Yeah, so then, you know, then I was like, all right, what am I doing wrong? And the only other quirk is that you have to touch those piles that have lightning bugs on them, and they, they ride around with you. Right. So then I was like, all right, well, every time I fall in a hole, I haven't had a lightning bug with me. So it's pretty clear what I need to do. And, but then I didn't realize that every time you walk past the, the light walls, they suck your lightning bugs away. And so yeah, this 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 level would not have taken me nearly as long if I just had been paying attention from the start. Is the short version of that story. So, here's the short version of my story. Is that I was in this part so long <laughs> that I 
that I didn't have to have a firefly with me. I knew exactly where all the holes were by the time I finished it. Ah, see, I was never even sure that the holes were predefined. Yes, they are. I just they assumed... are predefined. Okay. At the yeah. end of it, I was like, "Look, I never saw them. They're, they're. I'm just falling through these holes, so I assume it was like some time limit. If you don't have a lightning bug with you, you'll just eventually fall through the floor." No, no, they they are predetermined uh, because I had that sucker memorized. Ha! In in my mind, it was kind of like a spider web type floor, and it, at any point, it could you know it could break a strand and fall through. But it makes more sense that you could navigate the maze if you just. <laughs> died enough times yeah this um this this place really upset me yeah this was not my favorite dungeon also it was just kind of dark and that's why i thought i was missing the holes and i'm like i'm just not paying attention my eyes aren't working i don't know what's going on but there is one thing we need to mention here the reason why we're being attacked so much is because uh we originally thought that the inhabitants of this cave wouldn't bother us but uh, there is uh, magical energy that is has been going through this cave, and uh, it has turned all of the animals here hostile. And uh, it looks like um, this has been happening for a while. We also find a few soldiers, the the Gertza Gertza soldiers, Gertza. yeah, uh, who look like they've been trying to come through. Uh, pro- hope maybe to try and find help from the other side. Uh, they didn't make it. Um, but the the big boss of this one is a series of enemies. Um, they look like tremors. Yeah, I was gonna say these look like these look like a merging of two things from my past. As I've watched that first Tremors movie a lot of times. Yep. I mean, maybe 20? Like, I don't know. I've seen that movie a ton of times. So I was like, yep, this definitely looks like a mix between a Tremor and the Mousers from the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Sure, yeah. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is like they had a baby, and it's these things that are called Rough something, Rough Servants and Rough Queen. Yeah. And so uh, there's a bunch of these rough servants running around um, who take a good amount of hits before they go down. Yeah. And this is one of the few times in the game where if you run into one of them on the the map while you're running around, you get into a fight. Why couldn't they do that with the rest of the game? Mm, yep. That That's, that's to be determined. But... Um, we have to go through at least a few of these fights before we can even take on the queen. And fun fact, if you don't kill the queen when you fight her because she keeps summoning a bunch of guys to protect yep. her, she will Which run away. Which I did away. not kill her. Yeah, she that, will run away. to me. Yeah. And then you have to chase her down and fight more guys. But I finally, I finally took her down. I did like – the one thing I liked about this part is that you can see her off in the distance early on because I kind of – I was kind of nibbling here because there's three paths to get from like where you start to the end. Yeah. And I kind of went left a little bit 
and you're seeing all these things that are glowing green, and then you see one that's glowing red, but it was like off the map. It was off in the distance somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to go this way. There's green things. There's red things. I'm going to try and find a different way around. And I ended up taking the, the far right version pathway. And then the queen didn't actually show up until after I had gotten up to the door area. So I just liked that she was lurking there in the, in the distance in the background and then only becomes like a relevant enemy once, you know, once you're, I don't know, maybe it was based on time or, or maybe it was because I had reached that door. I don't know. I think it was based on how many fights you got into. Okay. I you... think I had gotten into only two, maybe three. Yeah. I can't remember how many fights I got into, but after after a fight, you get the small cutscene of like, they just keep coming. We got to take out the boss. We got to take out the queen. Yep. Um, but I was able to beat her. I thought that was a shockingly devastating move because she has like her pheromone. And she would, like, make one of them go crazy or frenzied. And then it would hit for, like, 700 damage. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, that I was unexpected because at this point, you know, fighting fighting the regular green ones, they, they, they do kind of hit hard, but not really. And not, like, to the point where I think I'm going to lose a battle. But when you're getting hit for 700 damage, I was like, oh, wow, I might not be able to survive this if it goes on too long. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the most dreaded things I hear is when I get hit and I hear the the level of my GC counter go. Pew, I was like, ah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was able to take her down, uh, and we moved on to- your second try. Did she run away once? Yeah, she ran away once, but I, I caught yeah. back up to her and just made sure I I kind of just focused on her. I was like, I don't care about these other guys. Yeah, I switched initially. I was just initially I was just trying to clear out the green ones before I got to the red one, and then the second time I fought, I just exclusively used multi-hit magic, so prism and shadow, and I think Kime's got a all slash or that'll hit at least all of the front row. Right. So I was trying to hit everybody like all four of them with with everyone if I could. Yeah, and that that worked pretty well. But yeah. Move out of the black cave finally, thank God. And then we push forward onto the next village, which is the village of, uh, is it Salmon? Halloween Town. Yeah, Salmon, Salmon. Salmon. Yeah, I was calling it Salmon. So, uh, yeah, and like you said, Halloween Town. So this place is weird. Uh, when you get there. Everybody seems to be under a spell of some sort. Everybody's walking around kind of like a zombie. Yep. Even like, and it's like they're possessed, even like inanimate objects are. Like there's a car that like bounces every time you try to interact with it. Yeah. There's also... I think you talk to the cat. Yep, you talk to the cat. Yeah. And there's also a talking bird there. Yeah. And that is where you got the item that Chad mentioned. So that bird says, uh, everything I sell is 50 gold. And it doesn't matter what you choose, he will give you a random thing. Sometimes it's a, uh, a health herb. Sometimes it's a mana herb. 
sometimes it's it, it's like five or six different things from what I understand. But occasionally you will get that one accessory. Oh, that's annoying because I did like there was four options. Yeah, and I did all four of them, and then moved on. Yep, it doesn't matter what you choose. And I did that probably. It probably took me. I bought maybe seven things, and mm. I and I finally got it. And I said, "Okay, I'm good to go." So yeah, I definitely should have gotten it. <laughs> so what we deduce from this this town is that. There is so much magical energy pulsating through this town that it has affected the entire town. Uh, the people, the objects, the animals, they have all been corrupted by it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're wanting to know where this magical energy is coming from. Uh, luckily, uh, when we go to the dock area, there is an expedition that is getting ready to to go off to this. I, I, is it an island? I guess is where it's at. Yeah, because they're talking about the light, right? They see yeah. the light over the water. Yeah. Um, but first, before we can even go over there, we have to go get the captain of the ship, who is currently in the John. I did not understand this whole sequence. We can't go anywhere. No, you can't go to the docks because we're waiting on the captain. Okay. Where's the captain? He was at the the hotel using the bathroom. So we go to the hotel. We talk to this random dude. We hear a toilet flush. He comes out and he says he's ready to go. Why did I waste two minutes of my life doing this? I do not know. Was it supposed to be funny? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, but yeah, the captain and his crew are saying, yeah, we're about to sell off to this this light. This light's been... been uh, basically, it's been flashing on us for the past like few weeks or something like that I think is what they said and we want to go investigate it because they think that it may be having an effect on the town which obviously it is something is <laughs> and so Kime thinks it's a good idea to go check that out too because we need to know you know this the source of this magical energy we need to know where it's at and it's got to be coming from this light so uh, we set sail uh, and as we're going through uh, these choppy waters, we get attacked by sea creatures. And uh, this is another boss fight. I didn't expect another strange to, boss fight. Yeah, I didn't expect to get into a boss fight this soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it feels a lot like the the last boss fight we did with the queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 crab looking creature or whatever the hell it is uh, jumps on the ship. Uh, it is the leader, but it calls in reinforcements constantly. And if you hit the ringleader, the boss of this, one time, it jumps off the ship 
and then calls in friends that you have to fight. After you kill all the friends, it then jumps back on the ship. You only have one attack to use on this thing. Well, and one attack total, I think, right? If you attack one of the other ones, I think it still leaves. I'd th- maybe? I don't know. So, so I, I thought it was one attack on on the the ringleader, but then I was just like, all right, well, I'll work through the three, and then I'll I'll, I'll queue up a big hit. But as soon as I hit one of the the underlings, it still flopped itself back into the water. I must have got a weird pattern because it would run away, and then it would bring out its buddies, and it wouldn't show back up on the ship until its buddies were dead. So it was there yep. by itself. No, it, yeah. Same same thing for me. Yeah. But it was to a point where I was trying to, to take out the buddies and then queue up my heart attack, which was I was going to use Grounda on, on because it's, it's weak to ground. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I would end up hitting with, you know, a, a standard attack. And I'm like, great. So I'd run away again. Which apparently none of this really matters because after like four rounds of this, it just runs away and never comes back. <laughs> that's, that's what did happened. You, to... Did you not kill it? Uh, no, I didn't kill it. I did kill it in the end. Did you get experience and everything for it? Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't even get experience. Hmm. It just ran away, and they're like, okay, well, it ran away. Yeah, it took me a few rounds, but I got to that point where I was doing the same thing. Like, I... I had everything kind of queued up, so I knew which hit was going to kill the last underling, and then I made sure that the next hit was massive, as big as I could get. Right. I I wasn't using Groundo, but I was using... I, mostly, I was trying to get it to be Jansen, so I would have other people guard if they needed, so that I could queue it up to be Jansen and have him do... I think the, the Force hit. Mm-hmm. Sadly, not Star Wars force pushes but it does it does do a good amount of damage yeah after uh making this creature run off um the entire ship is enveloped in a blinding flash from the light source and everyone on the ship falls unconscious uh when we wake up the um the ship has docked at this island and uh, the uh, captain is is basically saying okay well you guys want to investigate this go for it uh, and I saved here and then uh, the next day I went and got a coronavirus shot and then felt like crap for the next two days so I didn't play anymore <laughs> And that was as far as I got. But uh, needless to say, this new place is called Experimental Staff. So I was like, okay. So another Grand Staff? Yeah, Site B. Yeah. Isla Sorna? Isla Sorna? If, if you will. Oh, I will. That's my NaNoWriMo this year. There you go. Writing my own sequel to Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. So so a sequel to The Lost World? Nope. Sequel to Jurassic Park. Oh, look at you. You're just breaking canon here. <laughs> yeah. 
spared no expense. So fun fact, and this is this is something weird that because I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm done talking about uh, Lost Odyssey <laughs> for now. Uh, just because well, I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, there is a place where my wife and I go to vacation every year. Um, it was well, it still is called, but uh, it's called Saint George Island, Florida. And on that island, there is or there was a restaurant called Doc Myers. Now I'm sure you can look it up. Uh, it it closed down last year because of coronavirus, and now a new mm. a new restaurant has opened up there. But Doc Myers was in the middle of the island, and every time I drove by there, I would always say in John Hammond's voice. I spared no expense. Hmm. That's that's the joke. He says that like four times in the movie. Yep. And the reason why I say that is because Doc Meyer himself, there's a big picture of him plastered up on the side of the building. And it is a man <laughs> with a white beard wearing one of those hats. And it looks just like him. <laughs> that's awesome. And I would say it every time we drove by it, and every time I did, my wife would give me a look <laughs> of please shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, my brother-in-law thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing I would think is hilarious, even on like the 40th time I heard it. Yeah, go by. Ah, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that's where I ended in Lost Ops. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I know you went farther. So, you, did you beat the disc? Yeah, I did beat the disc. So, experimental staff took a little while. How long would you say? With grinding? Well, yeah, I mean, a combination. I mean, there, there's a lot of back and forth in, like, little puzzles to do. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I would say I was in that a good, easily two hours. Okay. Okay. And I basically, yeah, I did I did experimental staff and then went back to Saman and then onto the Ice Canyon and saved. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll see as I'll see if I can make it any farther. You may be able to to put the brakes on a little bit <laughs> cuz I don't know how far I'll make it, but I'll try. Yeah, I may get to my my B and my C games. There you go. But uh, we do have two emails, so let me bring those up. The first one comes in from Chad. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, so Phoenix Down Lost Odyssey. I'm sorry, I just read the first line. I was like, oh, God. Uh, Drew, I almost had to sue you because I almost injured myself when I fell out of my chair after I heard that you say you haven't been using slot seeds this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Hopefully you're using them now because that is one of the best parts of this game. 
what good is having all those learned skills from accessories and skill links if you can only equip two or three at a time? Well, I hate to tell you this, Chad. Hold on to your butts. Ha ha, another Jurassic Park reference. I still haven't used any. <laughs> oh, damn. I just told you that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm too afraid. I'm afraid that I'm going to use up these precious resources on a character and not utilize it properly. Even on Kime? So I, I had the same thought. And that's why I was like, look, I don't trust that Sarah's going to be around. I don't trust that Ming is going to be around. I only trust that Kime will be here the whole game. Mm-hmm. And that Seth will be here most of the game. Okay. So I have only spent my skill slots on those two. Okay. Everyone else gets nothing. How, how many skill slots? Not enough food slots, to go around. How many skill slots did you have when you used them? 16 or so. Holy I think crap. I gave eight, 8 to each. Seven to, maybe it was 14. I gave 7 to each. I feel like I've only got maybe 7. Oh no! I definitely had, I definitely had at least fourteen. I'll have to look again, but I don't think I have over ten. I could be wrong. If I only had seven, I might, I might have given most of them to Kaim, just on the hopes that they can't. They, they he's on the cover, right? They can't take him away from me in this game. It's true. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm turning on my Xbox right now. I have to know how many skill slots I have, or uh, skill seeds, slot seeds, slot seeds, slot seeds. Hang on. Well, you can really beef it up now that you've got that ring, the bracelet. That's, that's true. Yeah, the bracelet. Anyway, <clears throat> back to his, um, back to his email. Uh, anyway. If you have finished this too, or at least got close to finishing it, there is a memory from Seth, second memory, that basically answers all of the questions I gave you uh, all in the first episode. Curious to see if you caught it. Sorry for the short email, but I've been dealing with a family emergency for the last past week. I'm launching a nationwide COVID program on Monday. You will probably see in the news. Huh. Hopefully, Jamie and Dustin will carry my ass this week. Till next time, Chad. You're launching a nationwide COVID program Monday that I will probably see in the news? Yeah, I haven't watched the news in a while, but I certainly will know. Okay, dang. I may have to ask you to elaborate on the next email because now I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. I am fully vaccinated, so bring it on. Unless this is bad news and I need to go get vaccinated again. <laughs> yeah, that was just your that was just your practice round. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, all right, I'm loading up Lost Odyssey right now because I have to know. Also, I should mention I told Matt before uh, recording I I have skipped every dream this playthrough because Why? I had did, did I miss something? Time. Why do they call them dreams if they're memories? I don't know, because it's called the Thousand Year Dream. Is that some kind of clue that we're not picking up on? Or a thousand years of dreams is what it's called. I know that because I just looked at it on the main menu. (laughs) 
and I am loading my last save. This is wonderful radio. <laughs> yeah, there weren't actually that many dreams in this section. Okay, so items. Uh, I guess it's under valuables, maybe? Yes. No. Components, accessories, rings, weapons, items. Maybe it's under items. Slot seeds. That is also the clickiest con controller that I've ever This is the Series X used. controller. The D-pad yep. is very clicky. Yeah, I've I, noticed that too while using it. I currently have 10 slot seeds. Yeah, okay. That's it. So, I, I don't... I, I, I don't know what to do with them, I'm afraid. If somebody would like to suggest to me what to do I with would them. suggest that if you get one extra slot on everybody, you give everybody the ability counter. Because I've got two abilities now that I have everybody that I can have it in their active, in, in their active skills. Because one of them basically auto blocks a small percentage of attacks and the other one auto counters a small percentage of attacks right and so even if neither of those are bankable i know this is going to happen every time the fact that you can have both of those really just like skews it so i will need to use less healing throughout a fight and i will have to do hopefully one or two less rounds of damage in a fight if I've got all these extra counters. So for me, that's just like free money, right? It's like free hits, free defense. So I'm basically I'm, I'm putting those into everybody's skill slots. Okay. So right now, uh, Kaim does have six slots because he is currently wearing that uh, that bangle. Yep. Uh, and he has not learned it yet because I haven't done enough fights with it yet. Okay. So there you go. I have that. Um, which that makes it sound a lot easier because now I can just do three slots by learning, but just by learning from the 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 accessory. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. What's All the right. name of it? Can you buy it anywhere in the game? Uh, apparently, this is the only place you can get it. Unfortunately, I think you may have missed it because I don't think when you yep. you when you went back that bird's not there anymore. Yep. The town is clear. Uh, the accessory is called uh, the Awakening Bracelet. I'm staying asleep. Yeah. It increases skill slots by three, and it takes 20 SP to learn. So there you go. Also, I am currently 18 hours and one minute into this game. Oh, is that it? I'm. Well, I, I think total I'm about 23 hours in. Yeah, so I'm not too far off. Yeah. Alright, next email comes in from Jamie, and it is titled Lost Odyssey, and we are definitely lost. <laughs> Says, uh, hi all. Okay, so I'm pretty much skipping all the dreams at this point. Uh, and I keep intending on going to read them online later or revisit them, but they are so long. Hmm. 
I tried to find summaries of them, but there were none. So I will rely on you guys to give me a brief summary. <laughs> Boy. Well, I didn't do any of them either, so... Uh, I might have to see if I can find a list of important dreams because every time I do decide to go through a dream, it does it doesn't add much to the story and takes up a chunk of my play time, and that is the reason why I skipped all of them because I had very limited time to play this past play session, and I did not want to spend half of it reading. Uh, so I got through the mansion, which was surprisingly easy. I kept expecting that I'd need to figure out a code or put the plates in a specific order, but I just ended up working out, which was nice. But then it pretty much seemed like I should go straight into the Black Cave, and I'm not sure if that was a good decision. I probably could have used a few more mana capsules or potions or something. I also missed the vendor you were talking about in the village, so I didn't get the chance to buy anything in town before the mansion, which was a little annoying. I made it through both the mansion and the cave, but I did have to start using the save mechanic eventually. Oh, I've been doing that from the beginning. As you guys mentioned, I didn't realize I could put Ming in my party till I had added Sarah to my group. So we were into the cave before we started leveling people up properly. That said, I really like having three mages and two front tanks. But again, using all that magic for healing and attack ends up burning through so much mana. I had to start relying on Sarah's skill to build back mana by defending and the ring that adds mana when you attack. You mentioned that it was annoying that you can't level up your characters who aren't in your party, but what annoys me is that I can't learn skills from people not in my party. So running with a mostly immortal party is not beneficial unless you have uh, no angel plumes and need them to spontaneously come back to life, which is where I was at. I wanted to learn some stuff from the kids, but I had to swap them back into my party to do it. It's good, I guess, because it forces you to work with different party combos, but it's still a little annoying. Okay, so story-wise, I guess there isn't a whole lot yet explained. I remember Kaim saying that they came to this world together and that Gungora has done this to them to punish them. Uh, this was during the cutscene in the ship. I'm assuming Gungora damaging their memories happened fairly recently, probably right around when Lyrum was killed. I really hope they plan to explain how two immortals have a kid and she's not immortal. That makes me think that they may have been <laughs> given long life by someone or something else. Yeah. But the explanation that they all came here together seems even more confusing because Kaim was alone for a long, long time. At least that's what the dreams make it seem like. One would assume that if you were immortal and super sad and lonely, you knew you had fellow immortals who were presumably your friends, wouldn't you spend your time with them? He only he only finds and marries Sarah way at the end of the thousand years? I wanted to say something like Grand Staff was causing them to be held under a spell over a large area, but I thought that was still under construction, right? Uh, do you remember if it was working before that battle? My guess is that right about right around when Lyrum fell into the ocean, maybe Gungora set up Grand Staff to erase the Immortals' memories or keep them hidden, I should say. Uh, basically, it seems like Gungora is a bad guy, but that's assuming our Immortals are the good guys. For all we know, they did something terrible to Gungora back in the day. 
So I think one way or the other, they are enemies. I'm not writing off that he's a good, the good guy and wants to keep the immortals under his control. I really like how Kime's character is changing through the game. It shows how his memories returning are changing him. He speaks a lot more often. He seems like he cares about the group. It's a really nice touch. But also, yeah. it's kind of weird because he often seems very closed off and short in dreams. So which is the real Kime? I hope they will explain more about his relationship with the other immortals and with Sarah specifically. How did they end up living in that mansion? How did they end up together when he seemed to be alone for so long? Overall, I really like this game. I don't love the dreams, obviously, but I had more, but if I had more time, I probably would read them all. Usually, I just get annoyed that they're slowing me down. It's a little frustrating when I don't have direction, but it's not so much that it makes me hate the game, and that's fairly typical for JRPGs. I remember getting stuck for so long in Final Fantasy VII because they let me out into the world and I had no idea where to go. Back in the dial-up mm -hmm. days, it wasn't easy to go searching for that info either. The dungeons don't feel insurmountable. In fact, they are quite enjoyable. Each have a fun, different mechanic, which is nice, and they aren't so long and complex that I'm pissed off by the time I hit the last boss. I guess the only thing that gets a bit tiresome for me about the dungeons is that you seem to uh, to get the same two to three enemies over and over. Eventually in the cave, I just said, fuck it, and ran from all my fights since I've done enough leveling up and I was overplaying the same guys again and again. That's one thing that gets on my damn nerves. I Yeah. I, yeah. I've grind So maybe I shouldn't grind. Maybe I should just progressively go through the dungeon killing enemies because if I grind, I am essentially doing battles for no reason. Yeah, because you have to fight those battles anyway. Yeah. And I, I do agree that if there was a better variety of enemies, that would really cut down on that repetition, that monotony. Yeah. The only thing it changes is the, the formation or how many of the same enemy you're fighting. Yeah. Boss fights have been okay. I thought it was kind of cool when you were fighting Sarah that you had to stop her from hurting herself. And while the boss in the cave wasn't particularly hard, it just took a long time. It even ran away from me, so I had to go hunt it down again. I don't think we've had a game over since back in the Crimson Forest. I know you guys didn't have issues with the spirit, but I could not keep Mac asleep. I don't know if it was some sequencing issue, but it took forever to get him to sleep long enough for me to attack. I don't know if the bosses are getting easier or I'm settling into the skills and abilities a bit better. It will be interesting to see going forward. So in the beginning, I wasn't sure about Jansen, but I adore him. He's hilarious. I also love yep. Kaim, but honestly don't really care for anyone else. I'm looking forward to some more character development for some of the other immortals going forward. I've only made it just to Halloween Town, <laughs> so I'll have to try and catch up this weekend. Happy gaming, Jamie. So. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I always feel like I want a little bit more out of Mac and Cook as well. Like, I get that they're important to Kaim's life story. And, you know, between Lyrum and Sarah and Kaim, they're integral to the family part of it. And the whole death and funeral was interesting enough in the way that they had some customs and despite the fact that it was kind of awkward having to move the torch around a little bit. You know, I, I, I like that sequence for the most part. But is, is that it? 
as far as their real story contribution? I don't know. I hope not. Because if it is, they definitely should have stayed part of the backstory. Yeah, these people are in the forefront now. Although it is kind of interesting, you know, in in so many of these RPGs, and I, I say that being someone who's played very few of the whole spectrum of RPGs, but it's kind of cool that it's like <laughs> Kaim and his wife and their kids, and it's not just here's a roguish band of adventurers all from wildly different backgrounds. You don't usually get a family fighting, do you? Not really. Actually, I can't think of anything like that. Which, you know, that that's kind of surprising, though, right? Because if, like, let's say you... I mean, there's plenty of stories about you're the one magical person or the one person without magic that's different from everyone else. Right. right? That's a pretty common trope. But you could just as easily have a family who's magically inclined and no one else is. And then that family is strong enough to then go adventuring and battling, but you don't often see that family dynamic within the party that I'm aware of. Yeah. It's kind of... I don't... I mean, I I guess the fact that Sarah's just joined recently will probably get some more unfolding family drama. And the fact that we went through Lyrum's funeral, I mean, it it does really make it around around the family, around Kaim's family. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't actually thought about that, and I'm racking my brain trying to think of of games where, you know, you play as characters from the same family. Magical Grandpa. Yeah, don't don't think there's too much of that. I can't think of any. That's a good question. To be honest with you, the only the only. The one thing that's coming to mind, and I know this is this is a tired old game that I talk about all the time, is Overwatch. <laughs> you have the uh, the Shimada brothers, that. yeah. Oh yeah, I've talked about it a million times. But yeah, you have the the Shimada brothers. That's it. And you have, I take that back. Overwatch has two different family members, so they have the Shimada brothers, which is Genji and Hanzo. And then you have uh, Anna and Farah, which Anna is uh, the mother to Farah. Interesting. Hmm. Surely to God, there's another game out there that you play as something like that. I mean, the Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, you play as brothers. Yeah. But most of the time, especially in JRPGs, I can't think of, or not even JRPGs, any any type of RPG. It's always just a merry band of misfits. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow, okay, yeah. I, I can't think of any. If anybody I out do, there can. I, I, I do share that sentiment, though. I'm, I'm really liking the game. There's a lot of little things that I don't love. Like the random... Like, and, and that's just a thing I've not liked about RPGs forever. Like the random battles. The fact that you can be on like an overworld and not really have... 
strong clarity over what you need to do next. Those yeah. kind of things. I, I don't love that, but the things I do like about the game, I like a lot more than I dislike the things I don't like. Yeah. And there's one thing I, I, I should mention that I don't think I've mentioned yet. The soundtrack to this game is amazing. Yeah, that's really good. That is the legendary composer Nobu Uematsu, who did all of the original Final Fantasy games. Uh, and it is fantastic. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else. I feel like I didn't play much of this game this week. Unfortunately. Yeah, well now you're now you're protected. Yeah, well granted, to be honest with you, most of most of my playtime was in that freaking black cave falling through holes. Yep. Yeah, me too. And I and and since I now remember I have a run button, I have exploited the living shit out of that. Yeah, so falling through holes in the black cave, backtracking in the experimental staff. There are a few things here that take some time. Well, then I will try and get started on that tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that. Yeah, it was nothing hard. I mean, it's not, I, I never even really got stuck to where I'm like, I can't figure out what to do next. There's just a lot of like little back and forths. Okay. Well, I'll definitely keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, if you would like to send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Um, and not trying to tell anybody what to do, but, uh, I did get the COVID-19 vaccination. I am fully vaccinated. I highly suggest that you do the same. Uh, you, you may have a 24 hour period that sucks fucking ass, but it's only temporary. Yep. It's only pain. Yep. It's only pain, fever, you know, wishing for death and it never actually comes. Yeah, no big deal. No, no. It's like, it's like I told Matt, I ended up with two ice packs, one on my forehead and one on the back of my neck for about three hours there. Mm. Trying to break that fever. I should have done it old school, wrapped myself up in a bunch of blankets, put a space heater on me. <laughs> have a have a deep conversation with, with the uh with the hallucinations in my head. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah, uh, with with the snake, with the yeah. Gangora snake. Yeah, with the Gangora <laughs> snake. See you there. Yeah, that's right. It's, I have a deep conversation with the Gangora snake, saying, "Is this a good idea? Do you, do you think? Do you think putting putting your face on the snake was a good idea, Gangora?" Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even flush those snake tips. Come on. <laughs> God bless it. I kind of, I kind of want to go back and just listen to us talk about that because that was fucking hilarious. 
the alliteration uh, of oh Gongora's a thousand years old. He's just an idiot. <laughs> God. I really hope he's in the next discs a lot more. Yeah, I haven't seen him any of this this session and I was so upset. It's the best character in this game. Because <laughs> he's an idiot. I say that and he's probably got like this horrific backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's intertwined. Yeah. Um yeah. I so I, I will say that there were some interesting reveals in coming up and in some of the uh, memories. So, so we'll definitely want to spend a little extra time on them okay. next week. So I know I missed the 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 one that I probably should have read, which was the one that Seth had. Yeah, Seth's part two. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that real quick or no? Uh, I'd say let's see because there's a lot of big reveals that we can, you know, maybe even start off the next recording with. Okay. That sounds good then. We'll do it that because it, it happened right where I saved. Yeah. So that's fine. We'll we'll save it for next week then. Um but yeah. We're gonna get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are gone. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh stay safe out there and uh try to stay away from the pollen because that's been hitting pretty hard too. And uh, we'll be back next week with the continuation of A Lost Odyssey.